Okay. Let's take three deep breaths together. Great. Okay. Hands, put your feet on the ground. One hand on your thigh or knee. Okay. Deep inhale. And exhale. One more in. And out. And on this last one, I invite you to make a sigh in. Hi everyone, and I want to welcome you to the Altura podcast. I am excited and honored to be hosting tonight's episode. My name is Nalani Hernandez Mello, and today I have the privilege of inviting some of my closest friends in this community and also colleagues. We're going to be talking about seeing an all-women's photography show that we had here at Altura, opened on April 8th. No, that's once we close. <laughs> That's when it was supposed to close. <laughs> I'm nervous. March 11th. Rebecca. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. <laughs> um, our opening was March 11th. We had an amazing, amazing, amazing um, attendance. And I would love to introduce the women here I have. To my right, I have Naomi Monroe. Say hello. Hi. We have Michelle Terrace. Hi. And Rebecca Grant. Hello. And here in our corner, we have our producer, Adrian Huerta, guiding us tonight. And again, my name is Nalani Hernandez Mello, and I was a curator and also a featured artist in the show. So to get us started, I wanted to invite you all here tonight, and I would love to get your perspective of the show, the opening. How was this for you guys? Anyone can go first. This is Naomi. Hmm. <laughs> well, first I'll say that it was a big show for everyone. Just to see that much support for all of us was exciting. It was motivating. It was a reminder how much personal work, how much that personal work matters. So I'm excited to just be invited to this and to see all of you in this space with me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Um, first of all, Nalani, thank you so much for having us here, both for this podcast, but also for this show. Uh, you put together a show that was out of this world. And I was just overwhelmed with emotions walking into this space and seeing the amount of support that was here for all of us, that was here to support the females in this industry. Um, people who we knew, people who we didn't know, people far and wide came out. And I don't think I fully processed it until the day after when I was like, wow, like what a feeling that was. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, it was a big, it was a big moment for all of us, like Naomi said. Wow, thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, it was an awesome night. It was so cool, just all the people that showed up. Um, what I particularly remember was that video that you had going of all of us mm -hmm. um, working all our BTS. I just remember watching it and being like, damn, look at us all like owning the set, doing our thing. Like it was really inspiring. It was an awesome night. I was really grateful to be a part of it. I'm, I'm really happy that you called out that little detail. It was a last minute thing that um, Adrian and I came up with and it's it's something that we do for ourselves always shooting our BTS or when you're working with someone else hey can you get a couple shots and when that idea came up I was like it's, it's perfect it's the perfect time it's things what's that saying like you get the, the saying where you get celebrated for work that no one sees right and so the BTS moment was that really to show you guys in action doing the work to create these beautiful beautiful pieces or even when you're doing work for clients um so for our show i do want to get uh, take a, just a small moment to recognize the other artists that are not here with us tonight there was a group of 10 of us um so we had adrian's taking photos of like bts happening in the moment BTS. <laughs> <It's> happening. <clears throat> and again this is my first podcast so i want to make sure i don't miss anybody <clears throat> 
in alphabetical order, we have Anna Azarov, Brittany Bravo, Len Chai, Priscilla Chavez-Scott, Rebecca Grant in the room, Amanda Lopez in Crip, Los Angeles, Naomi Moreau, and Michelle Terrace, and Nalani Hernandez-Mello. We are a strong group of local women photographers based here in Los Angeles creating work. And we also want to just shout out our sponsors who helped make this show possible. So Bar Flores, Doña Vega Mezcal, Orgullo Wine, Digital Photo Printing and Studio, and Story and Image Studio, and of course, the amazing Altura Gallery. So let's jump right back into, was this, it's anybody's first gallery show? I did one in college, but besides that, yeah, this is my first time showing as a, you know, photographer out in the world. <laughs> what was that like? What was the, how did you feel when I sent you the invitation? Yeah, well, I think this is also, like I said before, like, I don't make a lot of personal work. I'm, you know, I shoot a lot of client work. I do a lot of commercial work. And the creative thinking on those sometimes isn't as prominent. I get to show up and shoot and make it look pretty. Mm -hmm. So this was a good challenge to flex those muscles again. Remember why I got into photography. Um, and remember the stories that I have to tell. And I want to explore. So it was exciting. It was definitely, you know, I was nervous for sure. And with it came like, oh my God, like what's the background? I have to make it special. Wait, what's the light? I have to make that special. Wait, who is even gonna be in this? Mm -hmm. um, but it all fell into place. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because usually with personal projects, I can pr put that back half a year. I can postpone it, postpone it, postpone it. But I had two weeks with this. Yeah. <coughs> and I did all of that and printed it and framed it in two weeks. Yeah. And to remember, like, that's all there in me. I can get this out there. So, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way about, about, about the show. Just I, from the moment that we came up with the possibility of this happening, we had four weeks. So yeah. similar to what you said, Naomi, I think for me it was just like, wow, <laughs> I have that in me to make it happen. So why why not keep going? Yeah. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, that was kind of my first thought when you sent the email. Like, I was like, damn, that's soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, I, I was like, should I make new work? What should I do? I remember how, like talking to you and yeah. Rebecca and just being like, should I put this photo up? Should I put this photo up? We went through so many different possibilities yeah. Yeah, for yeah. both of us. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that was fun too, like like talking to my peers and yeah. like seeing, you know, like their feedback yeah. on like what we should put up. Um, so yeah, I like you were saying, Naomi, it was cool to be like, okay, and like print stuff too. I haven't printed anything in years. Yes. Yeah. So it was cool to like have a physical like piece and I'm like, okay, if none of these sell, I'm going to put them up in my house. <laughs> I'm going to have none of my own photography up in my house. So yeah. I, yeah, I agree. A little backstory for for the, the listeners is that this group of people, this group of photographers, are commercial editorial and brand photographers. So they are every day creating work for others. So when I reached out and sent the invitation, it was very specific. Of the subject matter is open. I asked for portraits um, or portrait photography just to kind of give it some you know thread. Um, but the biggest thing was personal work what do you as an artist want to share or express and that kind of is a great segue into the title scene a lot of us are friends now and we've been working together and I think one of the things that comes up a lot in our industry um, or in all fields as women is taking up space you know and allowing ourselves to be seen um, and I had a long list of different titles for the show and I wrote that one down and it resonated, but I didn't click on it right away. I let it sit and I kept going. Um, so I wanted to know a little bit about how, how did this show or this experience make you feel seen with your art? I feel like 
as an artist um, in our current world, I look every day for what is my purpose? What am I doing in this world? What am I doing to make this world a better place? What, what am I doing to make myself happy? What am I doing to use my voice in a positive way? And I think the one, the one thing that I was thrilled about when you explained to me what scene meant when we first met um, about this show, it was just such a beautiful way of presenting this show because a lot of the time I feel like as women in this industry, we don't feel seen. We feel like we're in the back. Um, we're, we're not showing, maybe we're not able to show who we truly want to be or what we truly want to show. Um, and this gave us that chance of showing the things that are nearest and dearest to our hearts and souls and the purpose of what we are creating in this world and how we want to show it to people. Um, this is, these are some of the reasons the, that I find what my purpose is in this world of showing what I want my voice to be and how I'm going to use it. And this gave me that opportunity to do so. Beautiful. Definitely. You know, I'm curious, um, since we're here, could you guys each share a couple sentences about the pieces or the series that you showed and why? For sure. Um, I did a triptych series um, that was, uh, it was a, a personal project I had shot uh, last year in 2022. Um, it was a test shoot. I wanted to do something that was inspired by LA sunsets because um, I am relatively new. It's I just hit two years here in LA mm. and my first impression of living here and sitting out on my balcony was the spectacular views of the, the sky and how they were ever-changing and evolving and no moment, no, no two moments were alike in this, like, it was always changing and always just evolving into something different and more beautiful every second. And I wanted to create a shoot that kind of um, had that feeling to it. So I painted a backdrop and bought in some models and a great team um, and did a portrait series of this wonderful um, non-binary model. Uh, we put makeup on them and beautiful, colorful clothing, and every frame was different because I wanted it to reflect the sunsets. Mm -hmm. And so I did a triptych of the three portraits of them. Beautiful. I think the colors and the movement in your pieces is what captured me the most. And there's so much of LA in breeze and that those yeah. those orange tones and yeah. if anybody you know i invite everybody to come check out the show or view rebecca's work on her instagram and website you can definitely convey that energy in those yeah. pictures thank you mm -hmm. michelle remind me of the question <laughs> <again>. <laughs> tell us a couple tell us a little bit about the piece the that series piece. that you showed and why um yeah i think when i was deciding um it was kind of like what I liked the most, what kind of drew me. Um, but the, the whole project kind of came together. It was just, you know, we are so fortunate that we get to do photography as our career. But a lot of the times, you know, I think a lot of we got into it because we wanted to <coughs> do these projects that we were really passionate about. And that kind of gets lost a little bit as you're creating work for other companies or brands that have a specific vision or goal in mind. So. The shoot, um, the work that I put up is kind of, it was like a, a model that I've worked with before and we just kind of wanted to create, you know, do something weird. She, we got went in her backyard and she's like, I have a fig tree, we could like do something with this. And I was like, oh yeah, great. And you know, I just took some video of her kind of eating the fig, um, you know, and putting it in her mouth um, while she had this like, just pretty much only a coat on. Um, and then kind of at the time I was just like, this is great. This is so fun. Um, I love kind of the colors that we're getting and the vibe. And then when I kind of went back and looked at it, I was like, these are actually like pretty sexual. Um, there's a lot of like their skin, there's the fig in her mouth. That's very like 
evocative and you know kind of has like an Adam and Eve vibe to it also and so when I was looking at the photos and like kind of trying to come up with an artist statement I came up with like this story mm -hmm. of how I wanted how I wish <laughs> Eve was portrayed um, like as more of a, a strong figure as a woman who you know didn't have to just become like a subordinate slave to Adam um, and like was like I fucking like this fig and I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna do my thing and I'm gonna look amazing while I do it so then like going through that process and coming up with this story it was kind of brought me to like think about my other work to my other personal work and like what am I actually trying to convey with the stuff I'm doing and then what even comes out that I don't even realize at the time until I go back and look at it because now too we're like get the work out there post on Instagram yeah. it's done it's gone <laughs> on to the next thing so it was really like, like that's cool... so much personal work these yeah. days yeah 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 that's such a cool story because I didn't even know that that's like because I've I've seen these images from the beginning that you've put up and like I didn't know this was the story behind it and that's just such a cool like the mm -hmm. way you got kind of like unraveled that, you know, yeah. I just love that concept. And I feel like my personal work for this show even kind of morphed after we shot too. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I hadn't planned every aspect of it ahead. I was like, I know what, I want it to be colorful. I want these models. I want this to be fun. I want it to be something different from, you know, a little bit more different from my other work. Yeah. And like, it changes over time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting to go back yeah, and look at it and think like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this makes sense because this is who I am and the kind of work that I want to be put yeah. out there. But even though I didn't realize it at the time, totally. but there's a reason why I like zoomed in so close to this mm -hmm. feature or, you know, like something we're subconsciously. We're making subconscious yeah. creative decisions. Yes. There was an, um, I went to art school in San Francisco and I remember there was a lecture once talking about decision making. Every decision <clears throat> we're making from the moment they give they gave the example of going to a flea market. <laughs> Ill timed <laughs> jump. <laughs> um, Good one. Going going to uh, a flea market and there's a woman picking some baskets and there's different patterns. And the lecture was explaining how there are so many subconscious like connections being made. We're making creative decisions Truly. every point of our mm. life or day, even if we're not fully aware of it. Sure. Um, so yeah, even I think as photographers, maybe we, maybe this exercise or experiment allows us to now think of like, why do I always like everything cropped this way yeah, or yeah. this way or that way mm -hmm. well i think that's one of the truly beautiful things about being an artist being mm -hmm. a creative is taking all these subconscious things that we gather in our everyday lives and like letting them inspire us regardless of what they are mm -hmm. it could be the most mundane thing and like yeah. the the beautiful thing about being an artist is seeing the beauty in everything yes. that we see and we're uh, like that's a gift that Absolutely. we're given like to know that not everyone can look at just like an orange and see something <laughs> beautiful, beautiful and like <laughs> see what it can be created with this yeah. is like see a fig, like eat a fig, but make it fashion, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just such a cool, make it sexy it's cool. or sensual, yeah. you know, and before we move to Naomi, I just wanted to say that as a curator, I remember when you submitted your, your photography the first time and, um, you had only included one shot from that series. You had some other photo photographs yeah. in there. And um, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity to like nudge that exploration of like, these are beautiful, they're all amazing, but there's something happening here. Mm -hmm. Do you have more? And you definitely saw that because mm -hmm. I think at the time, and even afterwards when I decided, okay, these are the pictures, mm -hmm. when, you know, after we talked, yeah. I was still like, you were like, why did you pick these? And mm -hmm. we had that interview, and I was yeah. like, I don't know, it's cool, I like it. Yeah. But it was still like going back and like, oh, why, you know, yeah. what really am I thinking about? And hanging out with you um, now and knowing you more, it's also, I, I want to applaud you for exploring storytelling. Because, you know, in some of our just, you know, off, not work related conversation, you mentioned like you write, you write a lot. And so I think that when you submitted your statement, it was a little short story. That's a beautiful melding of different mediums to express yourself. 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, was, <laughs> I don't know what to write about myself, but I can write a story. <laughs> so I can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us about your piece, Naomi. Well, first, I want to, now that I know more about both your works, uh, Rebecca, I can definitely see the sunset in your work. The ever-changing, but still, like, just as stunning as the last frame. Mm -hmm. I see that, 100%. And Michelle, the story, first of all, that close-up fig shot, iconic. Mm -hmm. It's already iconic. And to, like, hear about the power behind it now with that story... Cool. It's in my mind forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my work is, I really explored the word scene mm -hmm. and what it means to come into your full essence. Um, I did a series with a woman, um, Anna, she's great, uh, nude in a sunset background, just fully coming into her herself her own skin, owning every inch of who she is. Um, it means a lot to me. One, I intentionally chose someone with my body type. Mm -hmm. As a curve woman, you don't see a lot of that. You know, curve woman owning herself, not in a sexy way, not, I mean, sure, yes, it's a little sexy, but like confidently and radiantly and just like with contentment. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about the flower. The flower. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Bloom. So, yeah. Oh, that's what the title is called, Bloom. So it's her becoming this flower, basically. It's like when we look at a flower, when we look at nature, we don't tell it how to bloom. We don't ask it how to look more beautiful. We don't say, like, oh, this tree should, like, have a few more flowers, right? It kind of sucks. But we tell that to ourselves all the time, right? So becoming like nature, becoming like that flower um, is just a way to be seen and to own being seen. And yeah, the, the title obviously like meant a lot to me. So yeah, I really explored it in that way. I want to just highlight your the order of your series and including the flower. It's in an iris? An iris, iris. yes. Um, <clears throat> and uh, again, for the listeners, to if you come and see the images, it's a body that starts almost cr mm. like sitting tightly, mm -hmm. right? And then in the series, there's four photos, right? Yes, there's four. four. Photos. There's the flower and then four different of the body. And with Bloom, she's she's opening up, and the final piece, she's extended, and mm -hmm. you see a bit of the hair. Yeah. So I think it was a it's it's um, again from an artist's perspective, it was very highly conceptualized and told a really structured, but in a beautiful way, mm -hmm. narrative. Yeah. So it's it's very beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah. I'm glad you for that. Um, yeah. I love that you what you just said about nature and how we don't judge nature mm -hmm. but we judge ourselves but yeah, yeah we are nature mm -hmm. we're from this yeah. earth and we should not be so harsh on ourselves all the time and i think as women we're especially harsh on ourselves mm -hmm. well, we're also like and i like your series have been exploring a lot into the body positivity realm and being a curvy woman and myself mm -hmm. working on some personal projects where that is the, in the forefront and realizing that beauty standards are what makes us judge ourselves yeah. Yeah. beauty standards that are set in place by who knows yeah. yeah just they're there because the people in the spotlight are the ones creating these standards that mm -hmm. we don't we are expected to go along with and follow but truly like we have to find the beauty in ourselves and mm -hmm. in the others around us and and do what feels right and good for us yeah i think this is a great yeah. segue into um, one of the questions i wanted to ask is related to the industry um and what hopes and what do we want to see change but before we go and in, dive into that I want to stay here where we're talking about women, women being women and the standards of beauty, but also now community among women. You know, there's a lot of work being done about shifting how we women see each other's competition because that's also another mindset or programming that was, you know, set in place by 
who knows what powers. <laughs> um, but let's let's explore that now within our industry. Um, I know you all, so I know that we as a collective and the women in this show are actively doing work together to create um, sisterhood, colleague, you know, great synergy within each other to help each other rise. But can you share, you know, for listeners who maybe don't experience this or are not aware of it, what are some of the things we experience as women against each other in this field or just in life? Well, I think one thing is, like you said, we can choose community or we can choose competition. And it really just is a choice. It's a mindset. We can be bidding against each other on a job. And I can, like, if Rebecca wins a job over me, I'm happy for you. If Michelle wins a job over me, fuck yeah. Your win is my win, right? We're women showing up in this space and I want to celebrate it no matter who gets their foot in the door and you know I'm human sometimes I get jealous just like the rest of us but then I quickly shift I'm like your win is my win I will always prioritize celebrating my community over competition and it's definitely hard and it's a practice but I think that's a way to shift this narrative of like oh there's only a seat at the table for like one woman at this in this niche of the industry no we can own it just as much as anyone else yeah i feel like that's not something that's standard in this industry i feel like this is something that we're now adapting more to becoming more of a community type culture versus the competition type culture mm-hmm. uh, i totally agree with you like i in the two years in la this is the first time in my life I've had a photo community mm-hmm. and it has been the best thing that's happened to me. How long have you been in the industry altogether? It's been about 10 years. Okay. I was in uh, Denver for a few years and then New York City, um, which I, where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. I was working there for my first six years and, um, you know, you can honestly try to seek out the community but it is not that easy in other cities, but it's also it's also what it is you need for yourself. Um, there are photographers out there who don't choose to have that community, um, and that might be a personality thing, but honestly, that's their loss. Mm-hmm. They're losing that sense, that friendship. You know, Michelle and I, we work together mm-hmm. to motivate each other sometimes, even though we sit at cafes sometimes and just stare at each other and complain. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't work. Yeah. It still helps. Mm-hmm. Like We push each other up constantly. Um, I mean, Nalani, she's with me on almost every photo shoot mm-hmm. and keeps me going even <laughs> when shoots get hard and there are tricky moments. And you just have to seek out these people that empower you and make you a better person and make you feel more powerful and that is the best thing to have happened to me since moving to LA for sure I would also say that I've learned so much from like all of you Mm -hmm. like literally and I can ask you all questions and not feel like stupid or anything and it this is a lonely career if you don't have that yeah yeah and even when you have a community there's a lot of days just sitting at your computer and like why won't anyone email me back yes and I can easily email like (laughs) message any of you and be like oh everything sucks I'm never gonna work again Mm -hmm. yeah and you guys will talk me off a cliff yeah (laughs) I mean we've done this for each other many times Uh Uh uh, let's talk about that how often are we on a cliff in this industry like freelance is living on a cliff yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know that movie up yes that's where with we the live. house on the edge of the cliff <laughs> that's where we live or like mountain climbers when they put their little sleeping bag in the cliff yeah. that's us. oh yeah yeah we're just hanging off we're the side there constantly <laughs> yeah we're looking up saying you okay yeah. you <laughs> Uh, one feedback or one comment, a compliment really that I wanted to share with you guys that a fellow photographer who came, um, not that this is important, but he, male photographer, he was actually taking portraits of the guests and he did amazing portraits. I was just like, 
in awe. Really good. Amazing. We want to, oh man, his his Instagram's like one point something. I will look it up, but thank you so much for taking those photos. (laughs) But um, one thing he shared with me is we, we, we had a conversation by message after, um, he said that, oh, Carlos Gonzalez, the, the 1.8 and, um, Oh, I get it now. Hey, I get it. One point eight. Yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> That's what, the field. Yeah. But the tech, now when you look at those portraits, like yes. Oh, okay. yeah. That's clever. Uh, yeah. You know what? You know, since we have our phones here, let me just read it. Read it since we're here. He said, uh, "Glad you're putting our community forth. I feel the energy emerging out of LA. Not that it's never been there, just never been exposed properly." And I think that really, yeah. really sung true to okay. scene, yeah. to the title. Yeah. Um, because as an intention, you know, all of you as friends know how intentional spiritual I am. And uh, there's like a bigger energy to things that I, I, I do. And um, seeing everyone arrive and seeing this whole show come together really was an intention to let these beautiful women that I get to see all the time doing this amazing work, elevate them and allow them to be seen and show their light. And then to have someone outside of that recognize that really like, you know, affirms it for you, right? Um, And I think that's where the shift is happening within our industry. There are a lot of agencies or a lot of reps or other collectives doing the work of, you know, bringing into focus more BPOC photographers or emerging photographers. Um, and I still feel like there's a lot more work to be done because I've heard from other creatives that sometimes brands or um, other businesses are doing it mostly for, you know, token. Um, and so what I want to acknowledge for, for our, our collective, because I really feel like we are becoming... You know, it's something I was talking about the guys here at Altura scene. Like, I would love, oh, I was talking with you too. Evolving scene into a collective, you know, of like, we, how do we continue doing this work? You know? Yeah. Um, So, my question into this is what are some, first, I would love for you guys to share some industry challenges you have experienced in your time. Tell us, like, how long you've been doing this. and then what are some changes you hope to see? Well, I'll start this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have been in the industry for about six years and the main hurdle I went through um, in the beginning that I feel like I'm finally over is I did not want to be a broke artist. I did not want to be a struggling photographer. I had to prove to myself, to my family, to my friends, this career path does not have to make me a broke person. And we see so many people do it. We see so many males thriving in this industry. We see ads everywhere. Now that social is a part of the the game, like people are making good money, so why not me? Um, so coming into that space, knowing I can make money, the biggest hurdle was like, how? Mm-hmm. How do I ask for it? What are people charging? What is usage? Like, how the heck do I even tell someone? Oh, you're, this is an ad. Like, I need a little more. And how do I get them behind that? confidently. I think that was a big struggle and luckily now we're seeing more transparency over, you know, online conversations or through websites now, but I think there's still a lot of work to be done because even in seeing those forums and seeing those online spaces, we see the gap. Yeah. We see the gap between male and female photographers. Yeah. Yeah. Wildly and that's the work I want to see being done Mm -hmm. from here on out. I want even, I want our agents to be transparent. Mm -hmm. I want them to fight for equal pay. Um, I don't have an agent, but 
there is no standard. Exactly. There's no standards yeah. in our industry. Yeah. Everything's yeah. very like, yeah. there's no right. by the book kind of. Sure. Yeah. 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 I yeah. feel like this, oh, sorry. Okay. I feel like this kind of brings me to my biggest hurdle and I'm not the kind of person to point fingers, so I'm not going to point fingers, but, <laughs> but, um, but, <laughs> okay. no, um, you know, I, after college, I moved back to New York city and you're just thrown out in the world after college and you're like, okay, well, good luck. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have any business classes, yep. but you know how to shoot, but mm. you don't know how to, you know, run a business Dang. or do anything else. And you're kind of figuring that out as you go. Yes. And so I, I did a full, I had a full-time job for a while as a photographer for e-commerce, but I then was, I wanted to be more in the industry. I started assisting and retouching and doing all of the things, freelance. Yeah. And I can't even tell you the amount of times I've had men curse at me. Um, I, I've been pushed, I've been cl closed out of things, I've been told off. I cried myself to sleep many, many nights. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a very empathetic person. I feel like a lot of creatives are very empathetic and yes. we feel things very deeply. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're being told that you suck enough or, oh, women can't do it. Women, you know, women can't make this happen. You know, you're, you're not good enough. You're not going to be good enough. Like it truly, it, it eats you alive. Mm -hmm. you, you feel these things of like, Will I ever be successful? Will I ever be able to support myself? Mm -hmm. Will I be able to make it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a certain point in your life. For me, it was my late 20s mm -hmm. when I kind of pushed that out of the way and realized that these middle-aged white men who I had worked for were not going to tell me who I was and what I was going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started my business for real. Like I wasn't going to work for anyone anymore. I had taken what I learned from sets. I had learned from college, what I learned from test shooting in my own studio. And I ran with it and I yeah. never looked back. And it has been the best decision <laughs> I ever made to never look back and yeah. to embrace my female community and find you beautiful people who yeah. are all supportive of one another even if we're going after the same jobs like mm -hmm. guys there's so much work in this world yeah. and we all can find it and yep. we have to support each other otherwise this community and this this photography world will fall apart if we don't work together to make it a better place for all of us. And like Naomi yeah. said, there are places that are starting to be more transparent mm -hmm. and we're starting to see what people are making. And we are seeing that huge gap between what men and women are making. Yeah. We're seeing statistics about how something like 80% of the commercial realm of photography is still men, male dominated. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we have to change and we have to stop saying, well, women like women aren't there yet women yeah. aren't good enough like no. we can't think these things we can't let other people thinking these things push us away mm -hmm. you know um i i was fortunate enough to be invited to the nalip um national association of latin independent producers forum for uh women in diverse medium media and uh, they were sharing statistics. That was the first panel about the, uh, a group of, um, a collective did a whole study on just statistics of what it looks like right now in, in the film industry. And they did blockbusters, but also, or theatrical releases and also streaming. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that she, the woman speaking, shared was research shows that this isn't a talent pool problem. This is a bias problem. Mm -hmm. These are choices. These are choices being made by people in certain seats and making a you know, conscious choice to not hire certain people because the talent exists. Um, and you know, I think although that was for film, it applies to industries across, across the board. Um, is there, yeah, is there uh, it, just the way that just the certainty of just how they were saying like it just the numbers show this is a bias. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. It's not anything else. Let's just be honest about it. We're here. Yeah, we're ready. We're here. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. strong. 
We can lift, you know, sea stands and sandbags. Absolutely. Amen. I know. Yeah. Um, what, uh, sorry, I was going to ask you, Michelle, if there was anything you wanted to contribute to this. Yeah. Um, so similar. I, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. I still struggle every day. Like, should I keep doing this? What should I do? I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of fighting with people to tell them, like, this is what I'm worth. Um, and then, you know, something comes along and it, like, you know, I got a job. And it's like, <laughs> everything's great again. I can do it. And I'm doing it. <laughs> the roller coaster. The roller coaster, yeah. Um, and I think, I think I've read so many things like that's just like how artists are too. We are like yeah. constantly like up and down and <laughs> on top of the world and then down the next day. Yeah. Um, some changes that I would like to see are like, you know, there's no support for freelancers. No support. There's yeah. no support at all. Um, I would love like more union, you know, like a yeah. freelance, cause there is like that freelance union, yeah. but you know, I feel like it's try. It's a thing. It's starting. It's trying, um, which is amazing. And I would love to see like more of that because we don't have any rights. If a client is like, "I don't like you," mm-hmm. we like just have to take it. You know, yeah. I don't like you, and I'm going to hire this male photographer. And it's obvious discrimination. You just have to take it and be like, "Well, that's a bummer." You know, there's nobody really that you that can like fight for you. Yeah. Um, there's no collective. So I would yeah. love to see that. I mean, as women too, if we decide to have families, if we have families yeah. already, there's no child support. There's yes. no care. You have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem in this whole country, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's like a hurdle that we have as yeah. women, like and. And after the pandemic, so many women like had to were forced to leave their jobs to take care of their families, and it shouldn't be this like, you know, decision. Yeah, Yeah. this huge decision of like, well, if I want to have a family, like I have to stop my career, put my career on hold. And now I know like there's I know a lot of great men that are like super supportive and all that, but like we need more than that. Well, this reminds me of a friend of ours who just had a baby Mm -hmm. and she's in our wonderful community here. And she, (coughs) sorry guys, she was scared to tell anyone Mm -hmm. that she was pregnant. Absolutely. She didn't tell anyone she had a baby until after she had the baby. Wow. And she, (coughs) sorry guys. She was scared that people wouldn't hire her because mm-hmm. she would f- appear weak yeah. or nimble. Yeah. And this is a conversation that's starting to happen in this yeah. industry, but there is no support. There is no, um, you know, like, hey, you get maternity leave because you've worked so hard to get to where you are to mm-hmm. have this baby. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad that we can't have it all. And, and yeah get the, the recognition and be open about it yeah, and have conversations nice. about it. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. I, I was just going to chime in. Um, as, as a mom, I have a six-year-old and uh, I co-parent with her father, but he doesn't live in the area. So for a good chunk of the time, I'm a single mom. I have great support system with, with my parents and um, and very fortunate to be working. As I said, all of you have colleagues Um, And now I'm in a place where I can be honest, like Rebecca, our last year I was telling you, you know, um, there was going to be some, I'm going to try to make drop off and be there on time. And, um, and, uh, but, but when I first started, I, a little background, I I worked in editorial before. Um, I've just been in LA back full time. I'm from LA, but been back starting my third year. But when I moved back, I didn't know anybody in the photo industry here in Los Angeles. So starting from scratch, just reaching out. Um, big shout out to Brittany Bravo, who was the first photographer I connected with um, and was fortunate to like slowly meet everybody. But I remember it, it really brought up to the surface that fear, that fear of sharing that I'm a mother because of what is that going to say about early call times? I think one time there was a producer or somebody that brought it up like, I don't know if you can do it. It's an early call time, you know, with your kid. Mm-hmm. And that was part of like 
fuck, like, you know, I mean, I shouldn't mention I'm a mom or I shouldn't mention I have a child because who knows what jobs I'm going to lose out because they're going to say, like, we don't want to inconvenience her. Um, and I actually had this conversation with another female photographer who's not a mom um, that I had assisted. And she acknowledged that she had had those thoughts, not with just me, but with like other people about like, yeah, sometimes I don't reach out because oh, it might be too challenging. Like, I don't want to inconvenience. They're, they think they're doing us a favor, but actually not giving us the job is worse, right? right? right. So it's, um, and it's something I, I still, like, I'm getting much better at it because I've met an amazing group of working, working women who have really empowered me to really embrace that I'm a mom in this industry. Um, but yeah, that is one thing that I hope and, 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 not just in our industry, but across the field, like women have to make this choice of um, her careers or motherhood. And uh, that's like a whole nother topic, but just like, I feel, again, speaking from a spirituality, like the duality of we all have masculine feminine energy. I think us women existing in this industry, we have to walk so hard in our masculine all the sure. time that it, I think community is what really allows us to embrace being women and celebrating that. And I think now being on set with you multiple times, clients applaud that and they resonate with that. Like having an all women, women team, they resonate with that. I try to, I mean, especially like I'm mostly in the beauty industry. Um, a lot of people prefer to have women on sets, especially if you're working with female talent. Mm -hmm. It's just a different energy. And personally, like, I don't even think I did this <laughs> on purpose, but when I had shoots where I was bringing in full teams, I would aim to only have women. And I didn't do that initially because it's not that I don't like working with men. It's mm -hmm. just I liked the energy of being around women better, and mm -hmm. I choose to be around women more. Mm -hmm. And that's worked out well for me because, like you said, clients do like that. Yeah. Models like that. Having that female energy is much more calming. We're all more positive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are some wonderful men out there who I've Absolutely. worked with, too. And I have, you know, some great men that I bring on to the shoots when I, when I have them. Shout out Kyle. I, yeah, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> um, but, you know... It is a choice, and now I realize I might have done that purposely, yeah. subconsciously, without even yeah. realizing it because of my negative experiences that I've had with men in when I was living in New York, and I didn't want that anymore. And I, I feel like all of this has kind of come out of me since finding this female community here, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe I like, I did this because this was making me feel better. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important that we like can't quit. Yeah. No, because yeah. we are building this community. Yeah. We are like showing people that it's okay for us to be moms, for us to have our feminine energy yeah. on set. People like it. People are responding to None it. None of this is a sign of weakness. No. Uh -uh. No. We can. We are strong, if not stronger than men. <laughs> be a freaking mom and then like yeah. do all this. Like we can <laughs> like create a human and then push them out of our bodies. Like. If there is a man who does something as crazy as that, please get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other hormonal shit we go through. Like. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, 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 no. Um, I just want to take another moment to shout out that for me, I'm having a different experience of I my background in training was I started in film, in the film industry. So, oh, I'm remembering what I wanted to say. I do want to take a quick moment to shout out our, our male allies because they are super important as well in, in changing this dynamic and changing yeah. this landscape. Um, you know, when I came and I didn't know anybody, um, again, nobody's telling you what the rates are, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I had an amazing colleague, um, new colleague too just be honest about like what an assist a first assist on a commercial job and told me what he was charging and I was just like stunned I was just like wow and he's like yeah start there never start below that and from there like it, it you know you don't always get that but like 
those are the kind of things, like if people out there are listening and they want to know how they can help their community or help fellow artists, like be transparent, especially uh, because we are talking about, you know, women versus like male photographers. Like, yeah, if, if, if you see a female photographer out there hustling, like if there's some advice you can share, yeah. do that. Be transparent because that can, you know, be $300 difference, you know, yeah. that we're not aware other people I are. Mean, even uh, just like getting rights for people for my cruise, yeah. like men always have higher rates yeah. than mm-hmm. the women do. Mm-hmm. And then I ask the women, I'm like, but why aren't you charging this? And they're like, oh, I, I don't know. I just don't yeah. know if I'm there yet. And it's yeah. like, it's very like, very women-like to say something like that. And, and another statistic that I read, <laughs> just about applying for jobs, yeah. um, women will only apply for a job if they feel they are 100 percent of that job posting, I I mean I'm guilty of that yeah. too. Yeah, oh, men yeah. will apply oh, if even if they don't have 60, any experience. 60 percent. They're like, oh, I've never done this I before. Cool, let's do it. Client like brands and be like, well, I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah. Got to channel that white no, man energy. Confidence. Okay, let's uh let's take a take a breather here. Um, so. <laughs> I, hear the little, I hear the little dog. So we talked about um, your personal experience in the industry, challenges, opportunities, and kind of how you hope. Let's talk about community building. Um, as I mentioned, uh, this experience has been new for me. Coming from the film industry, I, I had a lot of early on mentors. Um, when I look back, a lot of my early mentors were all male, older, male, white, um, and some some Latinos, but older, male. Uh, this dynamic of having so many women in my circle is is actually relatively new to me, and it's amazing and it's beautiful, um, and seeing us just fully embrace that we are women, living every day and creating. What has been an awestrucking experience for you in community building? Well, I have kind of a, I had an interesting start to community building. I started as uh, mostly doing brand photography and um, my first like retainer contract was a woman brand and it wasn't community building. I actually got the opposite. I got, oh, people should hire you because you're cheap. I got, oh, that's your rate? The work better reflect that rate. I got the competition. I got the fear. I got the, you know, and then alongside me were male photographers who shared the space and I don't think they were having those conversations, right? So I had an interesting start to community building. I didn't believe that it existed for a long time. I was like, wow, you really got to fight for yourself in this industry because people out here just think you'll take whatever because you're a starving artist. Um, But then I started doing my own personal work, my personal research. Working with women one-on-one who believe their worth and hold the boundaries of saying no, speaking up for what they're worth, Um, just having all those conversations with confidence. Mm. And after I did that work myself, the community started to pour in. Mm. And it was, you know, I started to be more transparent of where I'm coming from, and that just opened the door. The more honest you are with the photographers or artists around you the more you're able to hear and understand that this is a story for everyone Mm -hmm. like we're all looking for the community we're all alone behind the computer looking for an answer on something whether it's a rate or does this does this color look okay or whatever it is um we just need that honesty and yeah once once it started and once I was open enough, here I am, you know? Yeah. It's going. It's going. It's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 
Yeah, I've been I've been part of a female collective, like visual artists, um, and that and that felt different yeah. because it's um, no one was doing it for their. I mean, a couple, there were a couple that were working artists, like that was their career. But this has been the most professional, like in everyday work, collective and community, and I think it's been I I wouldn't be where I am now after moving here, you know, just a few years ago without this community. This show wouldn't have happened without knowing this community. Um, and it's, it, it speaks volumes of what we can all achieve if we, instead of looking at each other, put, putting ourselves against each other, looking at each other, like, how can I help you? What resources do you have? I mean, all of you have, yeah. have called you and be like, I have a shoot, <laughs> can I borrow your lights? Oh, yeah. Can I borrow, you know, this, this, this. Um, what about you, Michelle? Yeah, um, I think when I was moving back to LA, too, it was a lot of, you know, LA is very cutthroat. Um, you know, everyone's out for themselves. It's Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. But, and I, I know that that's around too, but I've been really lucky and I haven't really come across that too much. Um, it's just been a lot of like finding photographers I admire and reaching out to them and asking them if they want to have coffee. And then over the years, like, like I knew like almost everyone that you mm -hmm. like put together in this show already and I was like damn like these are all my friends and we all have like crossover friends and yeah. like it's just such a cool experience and like pat on the back for all of us to like you know yes yeah, like I totally I get jealous too I'm human mm -hmm. all that sh shit Welcome to the world of social media it's social media <laughs> inflates it you gotta fight that all the time but just to like you know like wow look at like we've all put ourselves out there to like i've had coffee with you we had coffee mm -hmm. we all all three of us met by like having coffee together yeah. so like and now look where we all are now i don't call yeah. you all my friends so yeah. yeah just talking to people putting yourself out there is you know. um i think my community story kind of started at the height of covid in 2020 i was uh in February of 2020 is when I decided to make the move to LA. And then COVID hit and I was trapped in my apartment with my cat, who is great company. And <laughs> we had no one. It was just the two of us and months went by and I felt that sense of loneliness. And I knew that I could either spend this time, you know, weeping or doing something for myself that could set me up for success. Uh, for the impending move I had whenever the world got back into some semblance of um, normalcy. And so I worked with a creative consultant who then um, told me about some groups that were women-based or ones that had just started that were seeking out photographers. One was The Loop, who um, they were just starting in 2020, right when COVID hit. And I was one of their first um, members I applied and they accepted me. And through that, we have a Slack channel that we all talk on regularly. Like there's conversations every day. And that was my first eye-opening moment of like, oh, photographers do talk to each other. Like I never had that experience before. In the past, it's been more like you each go, you know, do your own thing. Don't compare yeah. notes. Don't say what you make don't you know yeah. don't over, don't talk about it yeah. and and then through that community I started reaching out to people in the LA area who I was like hey when I when I moved you want to grab coffee or FaceTime or whatever you know and um and then from there I joined Girl Gaze and I joined Focus on Women and you know all these wonderful organizations that I was like, wow, these, these aren't just photographers, they're all women based and all of these women who just want to empower each other. And that's how I met most of you, including most of the friends that I have these days. And, yeah. you know, it's just such a nice, it's nice to know that we have each other, you know, for the good and the bad to support each other through 
whatever it is we're going through. And yeah, we're going to be competing for some work, but that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. This is about supporting each other to get that work because it's better. I'm happier that you got it than someone else that, you know, maybe is a guy or like, you know, I, I just wanted to stay in the family and, and have that community and have that family amongst us. So absolutely. I think, uh, I think, I think, you know, as we winding down our conversation, it's, it's a good, it's a good point to explore of how this celebrate, this celebration among each other when we, you know, when one does get something or the other does another thing. And, uh, I feel like there's been a genuine celebration or our shout out when, you know, when we went to your studio and be like, shout out for the studio glow up or, um, and it, you know, I think all these, all these points of conversation really, I always, it's always important for me to, to say that it's not, it's not like we said, it's not that we hate males or no, 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 it's not that we're just bringing awareness to like things aren't working really. And honestly, these 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 challenges have existed for years, and they're rooted in dip, in deeper things, you yeah, know. So part of the change. Exactly, and and it's um, I want to close with you know everybody sharing what is one thing, one advice you can give to the younger generations. You know, part of our show, we did a raffle and we were able to um, collect some funds for Las Fotos project. We actually had one of their students. Woo-woo. Yeah, that's about those project here in Los Angeles. They teach the business and art of photography to young young girls, um, and we had one of their students do our our event photography. What is one advice or you know recommendation you can share in part with them, and and uh, you know them embarking in this career? I think um, since honestly, since the money thing was such a big deal to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, find your number, add a hundred bucks, then send it. <laughs> <laughs> so smart. And then as as you grow, add two hundred, five hundred, a thousand. Just keep on asking for a little bit more than you think, and you'll be surprised. Absolutely. People won't be faced. Yeah. Plus, don't be scared to up your rates each year. Yeah. Amen. Because the prices of everything in this world have also gone up. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, believe in yourself. You're yeah. doing better than you think you are. Your work is better than you think it is. Um, yeah. And, like, like we've talked about community so much. Just yeah. keep, you know, reaching out to other women, uh, other photographers you admire, other people in the industry that you can learn from. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away from being in this industry is things won't usually just happen or they won't just come to you. And this is for jobs, this is for clients, this is for community. You have to find it in yourself for what it is you want to go get it. You have to, you know, if you want more female friends and photo friends, you have to go seek them out. I didn't find them until I sought them out Mm -hmm. and embraced having them in my life. And Mm and opening up to people and being more, more vulnerable with people and and realizing that that's okay. And you just have to make it happen for yourself. Um, unfortunately, things don't just show up on our doorsteps. Yes. We all have to work our asses off to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. And if we keep supporting each other through it, I don't see why we can't you know, make big changes in this, in this world we're in. Absolutely, yeah. I think. I think for me, it's and it's something I'm always working on, um, especially as a very spiritual person. That it's all mindset, it's all perspective, it's all about how you see the world, how you see yourself. So, um, the one thing that came to mind was the bird's eye view. Like when you start to feel desperate, or you feel like you want to quit, or you don't want to do this anymore, to take that step back, bird's eye view and take inventory of what is going right. What have you accomplished? Um, you know, I think for me, that has always been the lesson that comes back. Like I, I'm, even now for me, I still feel like I still haven't quite hit that, you know, hit that 
whatever <laughs> that Do we number. Ever truly get there, you know. <laughs> like I feel like we spend our lives yeah. just always trying to get. There. Get there. But mm-hmm. what is there? Exactly. Like, we're always just going to be building and building yeah. and building. And you just have to set these small goals for yourself to hit exactly. throughout your life. And that's what I want to say. Like, me sitting in this, this is where I'm getting a little mm, on the field. We're there. Me yeah. sitting here in this, in this room, in this gallery where I curated a show. For now, we're recording a podcast with these amazing ladies. Like, me taking a step back and be like, Fuck! I did this. I fought for the tickets. This is amazing. Like, yep. pub time. <laughs> and and to Adrian too. Like, he's become a new friend too. Thank like, you for having it, us. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's you the man. So so the new n- new generations like never never take take a moment and smell your roses. Yeah, because I think we we all get caught up planting the seeds and watching them grow. And like, okay, next, like plant yeah. the next. Stop and it's smell. about the journey. It's not yes. so much about where the destination is. Absolutely. Honestly, also get off social media. Yeah, sometime yeah. because that's all lies. Yeah, <laughs> except when you want to listen to a podcast. Does this count as social media? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, get on, get well, inspired, then and then remember, <laughs> you know, that you're not getting the full picture. <laughs> I need to remind myself of that. Well, I just want to say thank you to all of you for being part of the show, not just the podcast, but of scene. It has been an absolute honor and privilege to be working with you side by side. I'm so honored to call some of you my besties and, and just, you guys are anchors in my life and also in this journey of the career. Are there any final words you want to share with our listeners or share with anybody related to our show or just this overall experience of being a photographer in Los Angeles. Thank you for helping us be seen. (laughs) Cue tears. (laughs) Is there a tear, teardrop sound effect? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just thank you for having me be a part of this. It was such a special night and this, this, even this podcast right now and talking with you all I'm like wow I'm so lucky <laughs> to know you all and be a part of this yeah. I agree and just wait to see what we do as a collective yes so watch out seeing collectives coming out, through guys. keep an eye gonna... and health insurance yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So again, uh, we just want to give a shout out and thank you to Altura Gallery for hosting us and Altura the podcast for bringing us here tonight. Shout out to our sponsors again for helping us make this an amazing experience. And just want to plug in that another way you can support these artists and any artist you know is definitely by purchasing their art or letting them know if there's any other projects or anything you can help. Um, we, we do live in this crazy world where we do need green to make our lives, you know, keep it going. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for Scene Collective and love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Support local women artists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Altura podcast. We look forward to opening the mic to our friends and the community here in Nela. If you enjoyed the show, please tap that subscribe and like button. Without your time and support, we wouldn't be here. So please leave comments and slide into the DMs so we can evolve this program for you, our listeners. Feel free to connect with us beyond the pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Once again, gracias. Gracias.